it's Ash and Stella here for our next episode of Ruck On. We're going to debrief the weekend. Let's talk about it. For those that have missed the games, let's give you a quick rundown about what happened at Eden Park Festival on day one. South Africa, France. What do you think? 45th. 40 to 5 to France in the end, but I don't think it's probably reflective of how the game actually was. It probably was a bit tighter. Is that what you thought? Yeah, and I mean, Lausanne Seuss going over for the first try in the Rugby World Cup after two minutes put a pretty strong thing out there. And for those that aren't following rugby, France have been pegged to be one of England's kind of biggest rivals. Um, So it was interesting to see how they fared up against South Africa. Mm, She did put on a very good performance. They got player of the match. Our second game was Fiji versus England. What a what a game to go. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't see it, obviously, but I was cringing just there because it, as an English fan, it was very hard to watch that. But hey, Fiji came out firing. And I think for me, what was good is to see that England were challenged for once, right? You had some strong challenges and you saw some good rugby being played. You saw some decisive, down-to-the-wire things classic line but hey the scoreline really didn't reflect the on-pitch performance if you were there for the first 20 minutes you Hmm. would have thought you were in a dystopian universe with England conceding tries right yeah I actually even thought it was probably the first half like you know 20 minutes they did definitely come out firing but it was almost like it was only they were only down by 10 points going in right or just after half time and I really think it shows the professionalism of the English side Mm. in the second half they must have got a bit of a bollocking and just told maybe run it run it from side to side of the field is that what you kind of got yeah 100 percent. i think we'd be amiss to not talk about abby dow you know she broke her leg in the wales match in the six nations a few months ago was actually talking pitch side to her physio Mm. who basically moved in with her to basically rehab her sort everything out on the pitch not even three minutes scores a try Uh, you know you you just love to see stuff like this but it's important to say that she was able to do that because she had investment behind her, right? So she could do that. And, you know, the the thing is about Fiji is you can play with all of this passion and pride, but if you don't get time as a team to come mm. together, how are you going to fare up? So it's going to be interesting to watch them, hey? Yes, it was like a three test versus like 25, I think, in, in comparison to the experience. Our last main match of day one. Whoa, Australia versus New Zealand is probably quite similar to the Fiji English game where... It was a bit unsettling for the first 20 minutes for the New Zealand side, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, they... Am I right in thinking Australia haven't ever won against New Zealand? Never. <laughs> and how are you feeling? How are you feeling watching that? Hey. Do you remember what I was wanting to do after the first 20 minutes after the game going, I don't want to speak to the New Zealand side, let me have the Australian side, purely because I was thinking, oh, no, if this is the first time that Australia actually make their mark on the opening Rugby World Cup game against New Zealand... What a statement for them it would have been. And I think they probably would speak to it. Like Shannon Perry obviously says that they probably need to work on that kind of performance for the full 80 minutes going into the rest of the World Cup. But woo, 41-17 at the end of the day. Yeah, and for a team also that's not fully full-time and professional, mm. Australia, I was speaking to two Aussie girls yesterday and they said that, you know, two weeks ago, I think it was, a few of their players were just at home. Whereas versus England, they've been in camp for three months. Mm. I don't know what it is with the Black Ferns and how that setup is, but you're seeing teams that, are, you know, have had full resources, everything thrown at them, and then teams that have had nothing, but are still bringing the performance. The underdog title is strong. Oh, the fire on the performance of the first opening day was just electrifying, to be honest. And then we made our way up to Whangarei on Sunday, opened it up with 
US versus Italy. Oh. First time Italy have beat USA, hey. Mm. Some some interesting calls there, and I think Italy were happy to walk away, a bit settled to walk away with a win. Disappointing, mm. of course, for the USA fans who were in the crowd screaming. I actually don't think I've got my hearing back <laughs> from that. Um, it, even in the national anthem, which I don't know how you can scream a national anthem, but they did it. Um, was very interesting, but yeah, it was... It was an interesting match, hey? It was, and, you know, their captain, Kate Zachary, also spoke about them having to perform for the whole 80 minutes. I mean, they would have probably been a little bit annoyed to go in at the second half down after, you know, having pretty much most of the position and territory. So I think they'll be looking to try and put a couple more pieces together. Mm. And then we move on to Japan, Canada. 41-5. Again, it's kind of that cliche, didn't really kind of reflect maybe the effort or, or, or um, you know of the Japanese I thought they they obviously play a lot of up-tempo rugby mm. they're very quick and fast but uh, maybe physically they weren't just able to <laughs> get over the Canadians in that sense yeah and, and big mm. thing for, for those that don't know Captain Sophie Degood I hope I'm saying that right by the way mm. if I'm not please do pull me off Sophie on it Sophie Degoody 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 I feel like I heard Degoody Good. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track and uh, we're getting some stairs, so we're going to keep on track. Um, basically, her parents were in the crowd. Her mum captained Canada mm. and her dad. Can you imagine the pressure not only of going to a World Cup, but having two parents who have both captained the side watching on and, hey, she delivered. Yeah, she was like a, just definitely a special moment. There were quite a few parents actually in Whangarei. The a player of the match for Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her mother also. Jada, Jada Franco, mm-hmm. if I hope I'm pronouncing that one as well. Her mother had a very cute kind of solo cheering effort. So, I mean, it was a big day for the, for the woman and um, for the parents. Brings us to the last one for Whangarei. <laughs> best, best of last, eh? Best of last. Wales, Scotland, down to the wire rugby. I don't think I've ever felt so uncomfortable as a neutral standing between Wales parents and Scotland parents. I'm stressing a lot, but hey, you want to explain a little bit about what happened? Oh, I think what happens is that they're just so used to playing each other in the Six Nations, right? Like, it kind of was that kind of like to and fro. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much like neck and neck. And then is it Eleanor Snow- Snowy, shall we say, nickname? Oh, oh, get oh we're getting nicknames she is now. Getting it. You know, she really managed to bring her team around the field in, in that first five positions. So, I uh, Kira Bevan, obviously mm-hmm. kicking it up to win it. Someone to look out for probably for our Sheree Kaka Raise the Roof episode that will probably be coming um, soon. So you just have to keep an eye out for her. What and are I, your thoughts? I think the important thing here with Kira is that we, we've actually just come fresh from an interview with her. And she, the calm and composure of that girl under pressure, she put her hand up to take that kick. Imagine putting your hand up and saying, hey, I'm going to take this most pressure, high pressure kick in a Rugby World Cup. And this is going to determine if we win or lose. But you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to think of my hometown and I'm going to win it. She said her phone has not stopped buzzing, which is ironic because she doesn't really use her phone that much. So apparently she's, uh, she's on and off that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a great one. And I think like for me, what I would really like to get across is that no team has yet come out of the blocks firing. Mm. They've taken 20, 30 minutes to wake up. So I'm hoping, looking forward to next week, that we're going to see some hard, fast rugby from the opening whistle. We don't need this kind of sticking around, not sure what's going on. I get it. World Cup nerves, a lot of them have travelled. Hopefully not jet lag now, but yeah, it's just mm. one of those things. In the park, in the fans, in the atmosphere there, not only was it a world record attendance, 
But that haka, honestly, on home soil, being led by Luahe, three strong Māori wahine as well. So you have Luahe that opened, then you have Portia that went after her, and Arihiana after. It was just like, even Portia said after when she was, we were in the mix zone, you know, her, her dad cried. She kept it a secret. They didn't actually know she was going to be part of one of the people that were going to lead that haka. And that's probably the kind of common message that everyone's been saying is that it was by far the best haka that they had experienced. And you think about the fans that have only just coming into rugby, right? So they would have been like half of probably the stadium, to be honest. To see that as your first haka on New Zealand Aotearoa soil, woo, goosebumps. Well, I can speak to that. That was the first one I've ever seen in my life. And I will not be ashamed to say I did cry when the jet went over the top because it was so surreal. You could hear the haka, you could hear the fans, and then you heard this jet fly over the top and that was it it was gone cry 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 and I was next to um the girls that weren't playing Mm. and they were still doing it and you know to see that and to see the high culture that came behind it but also to see how much it meant to the fans the fans were screaming for it they were loving it and they were just all absorbed in this kind of nature and we got I actually don't think that pictures videos do it justice Mm. you have to be there to watch it you have to be there you weren't probably the only one that had shed tears to be honest there were quite a few stories similar to that so it was definitely a powerful powerful moment and that obviously leads into great for this weekend we've got first up in Whangarei again we have Scotland versus Australia but what are the kind of games that you're looking forward to for me definitely it's the France England like 8 p.m kickoff back home 8 a.m they can watch it so there's going to be a high contingent behind them Mm. but also I think what you need to kind of get through is these two are strong contenders for the final Mm. we could easily I hate to say it you're (laughs) going to probably uh, not be happy with me but you could see a France England final right Mm. like that I'd say you know it's an interesting one to look out for and I want to see what's happening and then we obviously move on to a few more games yeah and then so on the Sunday at Waitakere Stadium so out west in Auckland we've We've got first up Italy versus Canada, but I think the two games that I'm most looking forward to is New Zealand versus Wales, which is the second game of the day, and then Fiji versus South Africa, only because they've obviously both taken losses. They're in the pool with France and England, so it's kind of like, oh, how will they go up against each other? Because people are really wanting those points now to get their seven and eight kind of position going into the quarters Mm -hmm. so that's probably what I'm most looking forward to Um, and then obviously the New Zealand versus Wales just because of what happened on the weekend with Kiara and see whether or not New Zealand can actually put probably a full performance out that's um, more team coming coming out firing maybe for the first 20 minutes as opposed to going on on the back end. If you cannot make Waitakere Stadium in Auckland or Whangarei up north please tune in live and on demand Spark Sport and remember Every moment matters.